on the move. Little dance step was good. Couple of bounces. Can take it himself and launch long. Inspirational. Time ticking away. Stop it. Hello and welcome to the Navy Blue Corner. I'm Ian, joined as always by my mate Lockie. And the Blues have, for the first time this season, lost two games in a row, going down <laughs> to the Lions by 33 points in what was unfortunately another Dow affair. Lockie, it's been another Ooh. tough week. Being a Blues fan, how are you going? Good, thanks, mate. Thanks for checking in. The ladder predictor's been getting a workout, that's for sure. <laughs> And I'll be honest, I was pretty sad. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll get into that. <laughs> it was a pretty, it was pretty sour evening in my household. Yeah. But what about you? Yeah, look, it, it wasn't a good one. It, another really just disappointing performance. I, I think going into this game, it's sort of the two trains of thought with it. There's the pessimistic side that goes, "Gee, we haven't been great for the probably second half of this season. We've just mm-hmm. shown." One of the worst games I've seen really all year. Finals on the line, pressure again, probably won't handle it because what we saw last week, maybe it's not there. Then there's that positive positivity side that goes, why not? Why can't we win this? Maybe that was just a blip one week. They have to mm. bounce back. And that's probably why I was so disappointed. It's not necessarily losing to Brisbane over there. You can't yeah. really necessarily just go in and straight and predict that, thinking that, yeah, we'll go and beat Brisbane, you know, potentially a top four team. But it was just the lack of fight, the lack of first quarter. I was expecting a reaction over last week. And it, when it wasn't there, I think that's what sort of infuriated me the most. Is it, how, did it, how did it feel for you? Um, we may feel a bit differently about the first quarter. Obviously, the result was really bad. And I, did, I didn't think there was a reaction per se, but I, I, I certainly felt like it was different to the Adelaide game. I, I felt like that both teams were applying a lot of pressure in that first quarter. And there was this kind of same old things that were letting us down, being super mm. fumbly, like some just bad skill errors, which they went coast to coast and scored. Mm. But I, I know maybe it wasn't the reaction per se that we wanted, but I at least felt like we were giving it a bit more of a crack than Adelaide where it felt like no one was willing to put their hand up. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I I probably might disagree with you on that one. I think that at the start, Mm. for me anyway, and maybe it was just how I was seeing things, thought for probably the first couple of minutes we were there, thereabouts. And then Mm. after we probably missed a couple of chances and then they go down and sort of kept applying that pressure. And like you said, some really just uncharacteristic mistakes, you know, how many players were More turning the ball over that you normally for some, but, but yeah, like you look at like your Sard and Weedering turning the ball over straight to goals. Of course, that don't don't tend to happen when those guys are doing it. That's the really frustrating part, and it kind yep. of felt as if, gee, there's this pressure here. We're struggling, like you mentioned. No one can pick this ball up cleanly. If we if we just can't get one in the next like five ten minutes. We might be done for the day. And it was strange to have that feeling so early on because, like, realistically, 
you're you should always be a chance but i i really honestly felt like that in that mm. first 15 minutes if we just couldn't peg one back it just wasn't going to be our day and for us to what just not score goals in that first half of football it was mm. just insane ridiculous yeah, no, no, no. That's that's very fair, and yeah, I I, I was referring to a, a few from Setterfield, to be honest, rather than you're right. Yeah. When when Saad is missing those ones, it's yeah, no one, it's no one's day when that's happening. But yeah, no, it, it's fair enough. I, I guess the thing for me maybe was, I, I know we talked about it a fair bit, but these kind of the the way that momentum swings happen in games and the ways that teams get get runs on, I kind yeah. of went into quarter time. I don't know. I, I just felt like in, in the Adelaide game, I was just so deflated at every turn. Mm. Whereas, uh, I don't know. Yeah, we, we've clearly seen it differently here. But at quarter time, I was like, okay, I, I feel like we can do something here. And it, it was more like the second quarter where we actually started getting some goals back. But I wasn't... I, I kind of lost confidence then, even though we seemed to peg it back. I don't know. Mm. It, was bit, it was a bit of a strange swing. Yeah, I, I think when we don't score a goal in that first quarter, they kick four... I think it was just because I was wanting such a big, as I mentioned, like that reaction. I was, I was expecting something, expecting this mm-hmm. relentless pressure. Every single person, even if it's not coming off and we're not scoring goals from it, I was expecting manic pressure. Every single person playing like it was their last yeah. ever minute of football. They were going to play for the rest of their lives because finals are on the line. Every week we don't get a win. It becomes harder mm-hmm. and harder to make finals. Coming off worst loss of the season. Like if that's me, I'm embarrassed from last week. Of course. Going, that's not us. You know, that's not how we want to play. And you heard a bit of the chatter during the week. I know some people have been a bit annoyed with how players have spoken. They think there was a bit of lack of accountability in them talking about what they've done previously. And I guess you can read into that however you want. But I think regardless, mm. I was hoping that they went, don't worry about that. That's not good. Put it behind us. Let's get back to what we were doing previously. And then to not see that, mm. to not see us kick a goal. To me, when you when you don't kick a goal, you let a four-goal lead start against Brisbane over there, yeah. trying to win a game of football. It, it's always going to be hard. And then in the end, even though we do have that kind of comeback in that last quarter, mm. if you look at that first quarter and those goals you give away early, you're never really going to get those back. Yep. No, I agree. They, they completely dominated that first quarter. And yeah, the, the pressure, the manic pressure is a funny thing. I've seen I've seen experts be asked about this in recent times, not necessarily about Carlton, but just mm. about footy sides and their, that kind of intent. And it's something that a lot of people really struggle to put their finger on why it's there and not there at times. Yeah. Because so often you see, well, like you could say, Brisbane were obviously very embarrassed mm. last week with their performance. And you would say that they came out with good intent. I'm sure the players had this intent in the rooms. Like I'm sure people weren't in the rooms being like, we're not going to give it a crack. Yeah. But I, but I agree with you. It's where, where it's out there. It's like, it's, it's obvious where it isn't mm-hmm. there. And it's like, what is it? What, like what, what are they thinking or doing that isn't enabling it, which makes it really hard to dissect. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it's not having that manic pressure, not having whatever it is. And then when that pressure is on us, fumbly, handballs continually throughout this game were going near the, their teammate, not to them. And and the amount of times you yep. saw that handball just miss a player, just go behind them. 
we don't look, we're under pressure, and we just kick and hope. And for whatever reason, it was always to an out number, whether that was our plays not tracking back, whether it was just that kick, they didn't look and they just did it in hope. We weren't playing to our strengths. We weren't doing what we had done so well in this first half of the season. And one of the big key things for me, particularly when I talk about this pressure, is how good was our, like, inside 50 tackles at the first half of this year. When we've played our best footy, that's where the heat has, has been. And you'd look mm-hmm. at the, the the inside 50 tackle numbers for that game. By the end of it, it was 6-10. to 10. At halftime, it was 1-9. to nine. That's the game right there. Like mm-hmm. Brisbane, with that lead, having done all that hard work in that first half, pretty much sums it up for me. We just could not get the ball in there. We couldn't keep no. it there. Brisbane were able to. I mean, you get those repeat stoppages, put that other team under pressure. One, it is hard to absorb. And then when a team like us for two weeks in a row can't absorb that pressure, they're going to pile on goals, unfortunately. Yeah. I think you're spot on. And I guess, man, the the way that we defend a turnover, it's I know it's something that is one of the hardest things for any team to do. But, like, I could have been out there thinking, okay, I'm going to give Matic pressure. It doesn't matter how much pressure you want to give if we our structure is like it is when there's a turnover. Yeah. That that's that said mm. that one where Setterfield went inside 50 for a clanger oh. was the one that it stings with me because Brisbane just moved it from there mm. to a goal with seriously no Jeez. effort and we, it was we no one was in a good spot to be able mm. to defend that. And and how many times over like this game and the previous, I reckon we have set some kind of record for the most over-the-top goals, goals from the goal line. Oh, it was genuine. embarrassing to see how easy it was. Just every single time they get they got out, not only were they able to move the ball with ease, but there was always a player 20 metres in space at the back. And yeah. what does that come down to for you? Is that <laughs> poor structure, yeah. poor work rate? Is it a bad position of turnover like how are you seeing that because that, that seemed like such a big mm. trend over these two weeks just allowing these easy coast-to-coast goals i wasn't looking forward to that follow-up because i don't know <laughs> it always yeah. feels like it always feels like it's work rate because of the i don't know the labels put on some of our guys to not be able to defensively yeah. run well etc cetera, etc cetera. but i don't know mm. it's I, I, and it happens too often. <laughs> that's mm. that's the only thing that I know for sure. Yeah, but I'll try. I'll drum the hardest. I Do think it. it it firstly is where you sometimes turn the ball over from, where sometimes when you just turn it over straight into the middle of the park, everyone's already pushing forward. No one's really properly defensively yep. set up. You don't expect to lose the ball there. So when you do, you can get caught out. But then it is. It's it's sort of every single person not working hard because. The, the, the way we play zones at this 2022, like every single mm. player has to be on it. And if one or two people are not in position, then someone else has to cover. And you, and you see that in those goals where, unfortunately, last line of defense has to come off their man. And that's where that separation comes from. So someone in this chain hasn't worked hard enough. And that's, again, the, the frustration that this comes from because we started this season eight and two. We got to nine and three, perfect position to play finals and start to go, well, what spot on this ladder do we want? And and I think we had this kind of discussion 
when we chatted on Saturday before the game, um, mm. talking about like, is it is it the draw, and that's simply where the wins come from? Because you and I both at the start of the season predicted twelve wins. Obviously, yep. after after we go nine and three from our next eight games, we go three and five. If we lose the next two, hypothetically, don't make finals, we end the season three and seven from our position of nine and three. So mm-hmm. I guess I don't really want to talk too much about this game. We'll, we'll touch on little points, no. but I think the broader question is finals and I guess what this means for our season, this second half capitulation. Like, yeah. Where do you go from here? What are you seeing as being this big drop-off? And I guess you were <laughs> chatting to me saying it's maybe not as bad as others are making it out to be. I know I'm pretty negative on it, but how are you feeling about mm. going three and five and the potential of three and seven to finish this year? Um, I mean, I'm by no means positive about it. Yeah. So I don't I don't want anyone to to think that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's lots of different ways <clears> that we can take it. You can you can start with the obvious things like the the guys that weren't there. Um, yeah. Pretty obvious how uh, important Kennedy is, I think, for our team. From, yeah. um, mm. And Hewitt, obviously, as well, in the way that we got smashed in clearances. Um, that's one part, but that this was one game, so that doesn't tell you the whole story. Maybe it's just my uh, <laughs> delusional obsession with this team <laughs> that I just keep feeling like we're going to be able to turn it around. And I finished the podcast last week thinking we're going to be able to turn it around this week, mm. and I still th- and I still think that we're going to turn it around next week against Melbourne. Mm. And I'm not sure if that's because I have no idea or because I just think that this is what footy's like at the moment. And we had a really good run at the start of the year. We haven't had a good run lately, but I just still have faith that the boys are going to be able to do it. Mm. Look, it's it's an interesting kind of psyche for a fan because. I think there's a lot of people out there and I'm not trying to like bash anyone's opinion. I hope this is not coming off that way, but there's a lot of people that will say I've read into everything. I've seen enough. And I know that we're not winning next week and I'm going to come out after we lose and say, we lost it because of everything I said during the week. And there's those people that are like that. And that's absolutely fine. They have every right to be like that. I will always be super negative in the moment. I think I might've tweeted this at one stage saying I'm going to be negative when things are not going well. I'm going to see what's not working. But like yep. you, come game day, why can't we win it? Why can't we turn it around? Obviously, mm. yeah, if I'm going off maybe some of the things that are out there, look, statistically, we might not be able to. But you're going to have that hope. Otherwise, like, what is the point of yeah. rocking up every week? What's the point of us doing this podcast if we were just going to sit here and be negative every single time and never think we're going to win a game of footy. And I know maybe one bloke has called us delusional, which was quite funny. Um, so that that's maybe on you, Lockie. But I don't think it's Definitely. deluded to have – maybe like faith isn't the right word there, but just to hope, hope your team can get mm. better. Because I, I, th- I think we're pretty measured in – like we'll, we'll be so up and about when we win because why not? Like soak it in, enjoy it. But clearly things are not going well right now and yep. it's it's tough. Like how have we completely switched off? And it was interesting. Mm-hmm. You sort of brought up a couple of points on this that maybe has made me reevaluate a little bit this start of the season dominance because, yeah, we went okay. nine and three. But you were sort of mentioning and saying, but 
What were some of these wins? It was a, a hold on against Hawthorne that we played one quarter of footy. Hold yep. on against Port Adelaide, we played a half of footy. There were a few yep. wins in there that, gee, they weren't complete performances. They were not great. And if we have that amazing quarter later in the game, is that a loss? Because we've we've already the pressure's too hard to come back from, maybe like this game. So like while I'm still of the thought of we got to this, we got to that win-loss position. I don't care who you play. You have to win more games than we have. And we've had the mm. opportunity to, with some of the opposition that we have drop points to. But it is an interesting argument to say we haven't been perfect really for many games this year. Really, Frio game, maybe Sydney game, mm. probably the only ones you could say pretty nailed on performances. Yeah. And even that Sydney one, there was some tense moments. You and yeah. I were there. We were like, oh, gee, we could get one at the top here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I keep this... kind of coming back. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just sort of on t- like on top of that saying, like, is this just mm. kind of where we are? Where yes. regardless of the wins that we maybe had banked at the start of the season, going back to your maybe opposition that we played at certain stages, is this just where we are? And it's a harsh reality that we're now all starting to cop. Yeah, it's analysis um, that Heath Buck spoke about after after the Adelaide game, which uh, stuck with me during the week. And I, I completely agree. We just aren't there yet. We're, we're not there yet. And and we didn't think that we were at the start of the season. And maybe some thought that we were when we're nine and three. But we're not, we're not there. Mm-hmm. And we, we're not going to be able to sit here today and go, this is the thing that's going to change. And we're going to be amazing next week. Because mm. we could make a list of a hundred thing, hundred things yeah. right now. Why can't Harry mark a ball? What? Why is Lewis Young not playing like he was in the first half of the season? Weeders was a bit better on the weekend, but he's not all Australian Weeders. Mm. We could do this for ninety-seven other things, yeah. and that's why we're losing. Would you? Would you try to put this down? Because I know a lot of people have. I've been trying to indulge in the most Carlton content out there at the moment because. Yeah. Maybe unlike some, I know some love to get on for the wins. They just don't want to hear anything Carlton in the losses. I love listening to everything in a loss because I just want every single angle from every person trying to pick this apart and try to figure out what's wrong. And a lot of been just saying comes down to mentality. Would that ring true for you if you were to just pick Hmm. one thing right now why we're struggling under pressure, why not even just the pressure in the game, but the pressure of finals, the pressure of trying to perform, we can't cut it. Is it mentality for you? I mean, it sounds it sounds right when you say it, but it's kind of like we spoke about last week, where people were suggesting, "Oh, the players are feeling entitled, and they think that everything's going to be easy." And we mm. kind of say to that, "Why would this group be thinking that yeah. after being so bad for so long?" So I guess maybe yeah, if you want to take the stance that it's the because we're getting to the pointy pressure end of the season and now the spotlight's really on us that we're faltering maybe like we've spoken about this it's like wow if we could just get into the finals and get these boys to play one final Mm. and they'll experience that pressure and what it's like and that's going to be massive for the group moving forward maybe it's the same thing really optimistically about this end of the season where it's like this is the first time we've genuinely been vying for finals in nine years Mm. and maybe we they just need we need this to harden up. Mm. It, it's tough because, like the the optimist in me wants to go. 
and I think I mentioned this last week, like we're not, we're basically a year behind from when we conceded 19 goals in a row. We were that team that could not buy a goal, couldn't do anything right. We weren't just losing a couple of games. We're getting smashed and just that feels like nothing a lifetime was working. Ago. And like that was only last year. So how can you turn a team around from that mentality of this team that how many times are we saying they don't want it? They won't hunt. They won't tackle. They're getting cut open throughout the ground. It's hard to change that. And maybe that yep. just takes time. You know, the optimist wants to say, well, Voss has only had like one preseason to sort this out. But yeah, I feel like they need to be stronger. And maybe that's a weird thing to say because it's like, for what basis? But if we're going to be better than we are now, if we want to improve, like that has to fix itself. And I'm not too sure mm-hmm. if that is just a time-based thing. Like you need the experience of these moments. Like I think Vossi's kind of said, we're going to be better for this experience. And like, mm-hmm. how long is that going to take us? Because you can easily come out next year and be worse than we are right now. That can just easily happen. So they're going to have to find a way to to switch this around, be mentally switched on because every single time it feels like there's been a test this season where the pressure on the ball has been higher. Hmm. We've disappeared. We've been fumbly. We haven't been able to execute anything. Center clearances have disappeared. Where have these amazing quick chains of handball that have cut teams open yeah. gone to? Like disappeared. Pressure inside 50, gone. Pressure at the source, gone. Everything mm-hmm. that was great at the start of the season has seemed to to wither away. How do you think we can get this get this back, even for just the last two games, or I guess for next season? I don't want to look too far ahead because we've still got two games to go, but I think it sort of needs to be said because this might take maybe a little bit longer. Mm. Well, firstly, <laughs> it's funny that you say about if we go back go backwards next season. Think about imagine if we went backwards this season. Like you just, I, I know I often okay. do, do this about bringing our perspective back to where we're at, but we were terrible last year and yeah. there is a real situation where a new co- coach comes in and we got worse. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just, I'm just framing that up again. Cause I was thinking about it in the car this Arvo. I was like, gee, imagine how, what, how you and I would be sitting here right now. If we were 15th mm. with Voss and Chera and Hewitt, what would we be thinking? <laughs> Yeah. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I have any concerns at all about next season because I 100% think that we're a top four team next season. That's a big call. Big call. But is it at all? I mean, look, I think I would say off. I would have said midway of the point. Yeah, of course we might be top four this season. I think seeing this second half drop off and maybe there are injury reasons for it and whatnot i'd love to get into talking about that as well at some stage but it just feels like they're mentally there is something stopping this group right now from going to that next level because of what i've seen geelong game stands out and it wasn't just that geelong were a better team we just couldn't cope with it and Mm -hmm. then you get the the pressure against adelaide you saw it against st kilda we we had these lapses where we just struggled to really do anything. And then obviously this week, again, you're hoping that there's a response. Didn't really feel like it was there. I worry about this mental fragility from this football team. And knowing where they've come from, 
I just don't know how you get out of that. Because Pommy, I, I listened to a lot of Pommy and I was big shout out to him. Great man. Mm. He's been oh, talking about, he's been talking a lot in the last couple of weeks about like, the players and what they, what they, the, like the mistakes they make under pressure and how mm-hmm. they all do the same thing that they've been doing for years. And that hasn't changed. And he goes into the specifics of these players and what they do when they're put under pressure and they keep making the same mistake. And it's the same thing this year. And that surely is going to take some time to address and fix. And if they haven't been able to do it up until now, that worries me thinking, can it be done with this group? Firstly, big shout out to Pommy because he has been putting in some unbelievable work lately. So everyone needs to be oh, listening yeah. to Pommy if they're not already. So then are you of the opinion that something has fundamentally changed there since the buy, or is your stance more that that's been there all year and the mm. wins covered it? Probably weirdly fence sitting a bit of both. Like there's been a bit of that. I mean, you look at that Hawthorne game and Port Adelaide game where we just disappeared for a half of football and held on. Hmm. And you, you were thinking at the, and you're thinking at the time, hoping it was kind of like, and I hate to mention them, but Collingwood at the moment, I where was just going to say they that. just, they just kept getting a win, and you're thinking it's good enough because eventually these wins are going to build that confidence, and you just you just ride them out. You get the wins. This is going to build the group. We're not going to have these lapses. We're going to be better for winning these tight contests. And then when that sort of dropped away, yeah, maybe it's just, it's been there all season, but our best has been unreal. And I don't know. It's, it's, it's a strange thing from this group because yeah, maybe it's just been there all along and some little things and individual brilliance has maybe overpowered that at times. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Yeah. And like, I guess you look at you look at this game in particular and what something has disappeared. So I want to touch on this, and it's talking about the center clearances, winning the ball at the yeah. source. Because David King had a really good stat, which he ended up stuffing up. He, he got it incorrect. <laughs> the stat didn't make sense. He had to go back through every single game and figure this one out. But he said, and this is this is a great bit of insight. When Carlton this season has won clearances by five or more in a game, we have a winning record of nine and one. Our only loss was to Collingwood when we won the clearances plus five or more. When we have lost. So so in some of these games, we've still won the clearances, but obviously it's been less than five. We are Mm -hmm. three and seven. The three wins have come against Sydney, Essendon, and GWS. Hmm. Love that. So that's kind of, obviously we've built this around our contested work and winning stoppages, winning clearances. It's a little bit alarming that when that doesn't seem, when we don't have that dominance, <laughs> we're three and seven compared to being nine and one. And I guess maybe a little bit of that, because this week, center clearances, we lost nine to 23. We were negative 20 hardball gets this week. Well, negative 15 last week. So midfield's getting smashed. And look, is it just injuries? Because, you know, missing two key pillars this week in George Hewitt and Matt Kennedy, two of your best ball-winning mids, it's going to cause a bit of a drop-off. Do you Mm -hmm. think it's just that? Obviously, Pitonet, he's played one game really since coming back, and he wasn't great in that. For you, is it injuries, or is it more than that on this struggle when we lose the clearances? Well... 
I'm hoping that you have this prepared because I'm going to throw you under the bus as I always yeah. tend to do. Like in those in that nine and one, yeah, was 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 Pitt the main ruckman for all of them? Like is is Pitt versus TDK that factor? Like I want to know because like off the top of my head, it feels like. I want to be the optimist and say, yeah, it, it is injuries mm. because I think that we have this incredibly strong clearance core, which has produced some of our best footy mm. or which has Look, produced our, our best footy, I should say. Yeah. Well, I guess the wins there where we have lost the clearances have been GWS, no pit. It's been Essendon, no pit and Sydney. I believe he was injured at that stage too. I think so too. Um, we beat Frio without him. We yep. beat, um, yeah, I think, uh, beat GWS without him, beat Adelaide yep. and North. So we did win a few off the back, maybe against some poorer opposition. Yeah. But, like, I mean, in fairness, he's been out for a big chunk of this statistical part. So maybe that is always going to play the part. But I kind of put it down to a couple of things that, we talk, spoke about in length last week, talking about our failure to adapt. And I think it comes yeah, on the did. coaches a little bit where just the inability to really evolve this game plan and take it away from, okay, we've won it at the source, but now what? And I think we were, we were talking a bit about in positives, saying we're scoring from other channels and that's been good. Mm. But obviously three to seven isn't great when we haven't been winning the clearances. So there's still a little bit of an issue. And I think there's been a failure to evolve. Okay. You take away pit and How do we still win these center clearances? Cause that seems to be such a big part of it. Yeah. We might've figured out some other avenues to score, but we never really nailed down dominating back in the midfield while losing just one Ruckman. And that's an issue. Cause for most of the games we've had that midfield there and the midfield dominance hasn't been there either. So it surely shouldn't just be down to mm. one ruck. You shouldn't be able to take one player out of your team and it drop oh, of off course. so significantly. Oh god. Yeah, no, exactly. I would hope I would hope not. Um Yeah. What is it? I mean Crips uh, Crips couldn't buy one. What Yeah. What what is that what is that down to? Is it the way that Yeah. Mm, Cuz I mean a lot of people were saying we need to change something up. Throw in a Paddy Dow. Uh huh. We've spoken about it. I've seen two games of it. Don't think it changes too much. And so I don't oh. want to come in here and say I'm correct because I want this man to succeed. But uh, And I'm not saying he was not singling him out in this performance in any way. I don't want anyone to get me wrong in that. But obviously that's not changing the outcome in this. And yep. maybe this goes back to the we're just not up to it at the moment. We're just at this level because you take away a pit you take away Hewitt, you even take away Kennedy on top of that, we probably just don't have the depth. And I think I spoke at length last season trying to compare our midfield to the best and saying, gee, we're miles off it. At least you threw in a, a Hewitt and Chera, which yep. made it look better. Uh, discussion seems to be a little bit now heat coming on Chera because apart from maybe his two games in WA, gee, he hasn't been great this season, has he? Probably not as much as we had hoped. No, I agree. Mm. So, like, mm. is it just it's come down to players? But I'm hoping that the system, we can figure out ways because going 9-1 and one dominating clearances is beautiful. We've got a system that works when it works. 
but the big criticism has been what happens when we're struggling in a certain key area because you shouldn't yep. just completely disappear. Um, are there any other no. main things that you're seeing from, I guess, this week and last week that are the things that have dropped off or those key areas that we need to get back to? I kind of mentioned it as we started talking about it and there's not going to be a simple solution, but I just don't understand the fumbles. Yeah. It felt, it felt kind of fine or not fine. It felt like it had a source last week when it was wet and slippery and Adelaide's pressure was like never before. But yesterday in the, in the beautiful sun, obviously Brisbane's pressure was good, but it just felt like we just never controlled the ball. Mm. We mm. were either, either fumbly with when <clears throat> we were picking it up or when we were getting the handball. And then when we actually had the ball clean, we were just turning it over or causing a stoppage seemingly every time we had it, particularly in the mm. first three quarters. <clears throat> and I just haven't, I hadn't felt that until these last couple of weeks. Mm. I, th- I think it just comes back down to pressure and not being able to deal with it. And whether that's the pressure from externally everything on these games, we have to win one game of our next three. We have to mm. do this to play finals. You put on to the, the tackle pressure from. From Brisbane, the scoreboard pressure, I think it just comes yep. back to our inability to deal with this. And until we can find ways to to not fumble, because what happens when that ball's there to be won and you're worried about something that's not 100% that ball? You're starting to look up at the opposition. Are you worried about something else? Are you worried that Cripper's not going to be there on the outside where he normally is? Are you second-guessing yeah. something? Whatever it is you take the tiniest percentage of a second to have a think about it, game's gone well and you've fumbled and you're tackled. And I, I think it's this. I, I agree with a lot of the, the Carlton community in talking about this mentality. How to fix it? I've got no idea. I'm the last person you should be asking for that. But yeah. I agree with you. These fumbles are just, they're costing us. And it's when there's no pressure as well and we're just not clean and, the ball's there to be marked and we're fumbling that one down and yeah, you see the best teams. And, and even last week, Adelaide's not a great team, but they were clean. And what happens is if you're not and the other team is, they're going to run rings around you. And unfortunately, that's what we've seen. And how do you get, how do you fix this? Because it, it kind of comes back to a weird thing. I always think about it. It's you can train as hard as you want, but if you're coming up against yourself, you're only going to be as good as, yourself you know what i mean yeah. like if you're doing a match sim the pressure coming is that going to be as good as their melbourne mm. can bring probably not like just that's yeah. just where we are at so can you properly train for this the only way to do it is in game and like you i hope that we kind of learn from this and figure it out and understand what it takes but we just haven't seen that progression yet and that's the disappointing part going going from something that we don't know how to solve to something that i think is an easy solve, but I don't know if it does anything. So I'm here for your opinion. <clears throat> Early in the second, uh, I made a note. Uh, we need more dog about us. Yes. And then a couple of minutes later, it was that Crips hit, <laughs> and then seemingly it got a bit of a it got a bit of a run on, um, and you know a bit of a bit of push and shove mm. in the square after Crips kicks that goal, and us just kind of firing up a little bit in that way, and then it you know it went away as mm. it always does. I don't know whether it's something that I have just always craved from Carlton because we haven't seen yeah. it in like 10 years and we just get bullied 
or whether it's something that actually would take us mm. forward. Do you have any thoughts on that? Because I, I, every week I'm like, I wish we would get tougher and just don't be bullied. Yeah. And somebody just give somebody a jumper punch for no reason, just to show mm. that we're confident because right now we have no confidence. No, I think, I think you kind of nail it because how much praise did we give at the start of the year saying, oh my God, Carlton, we finally have a brand. We're strong yep. at the contest. We're bullying teams. Teams don't want to come up against Carlton because they know, oh God, winning the football, the ground's going to be hard because they're strong, they're tough. They're going to do everything they can to fight for it. That's yep. dropped off. And I kind of made a couple of notes on this. Like what, what is causing this sort of second half drop off. And I know we kind of chatted a bit mm-hmm. about it before, but like, is it just that these injuries have kind of caught up to us? And what I mean by that is we had this strong sort of patch in the middle of the season where Jesus, every single person on this list was injured. We had no Harry, no weirdering, no pit. Yeah. Like the structures were gone. We were bringing in, March bank who hadn't played a game in three years. Next week it's dirt and we've plucked out of the sandful. We were getting anyone yeah. that could potentially lace boots just to come onto the field at these stages. And I thought we praised them quite well because we managed to weather ourselves through it. And we we're hoping that once these players came back, we'd be right. I wonder if that took a toll on them because they were having to almost play and cover the losses. And I wonder what that does for you in a long season campaign. I think I yeah. mentioned something to you at the start of um, before we started recording where there was a stat floating about about Carlton saying that, you know, a team like Sydney's had like something like 20 something players that like haven't missed a game. And we've had like yeah. only 14. And when you're having a lot of those players that are coming and changing every single week, it's hard to keep that continuity and just the injuries mm-hmm. eventually catch up. And, and maybe another bit on this is did we peak too early? We, we, we <laughs> how hot were we playing in those preseason games, particularly against Melbourne? Like, Melbourne weren't giving it their all. We were. We were fighting to impress. First few games of the year, it was like finals pressure. And it's it's kind of a little thing in, like, there's going to be a weird tangent, but like in no. cy- cycling, for instance, like trying to win <laughs> the Tour de France. It's not a... it's trying to train yourself to peak at the right time because it's such a long, it's a, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And like the AFL season, if you peak at the wrong time, you're eventually going to drop off that cliff because you've, you've got nothing left for those last few rounds. And it's the hardest thing to get right. And I wonder if, because we had this new system players having to fight and have an immediate impact, whether that's also hurt us in this second half of the season. Mm. What are your thoughts well on that? said well said and if that's the truth um i would look at that glass half full um just like that cup you're drinking out of because <laughs> that would that would tell me that it is something that can come with time and that it is really an unprecedented season for this group mm. um so i guess that gives me hope for the future doesn't help us in these next two weeks but yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I agree with your sentiment. Mm. Um, I guess the maybe it's a positive. I'm not sure. What did you make mm-hmm. of the sort of comeback in that last quarter? Hmm. Um. Well, this might shock you. I'm not as negative on it as as others who maybe would say that it was just junk time. 
I don't I don't think that Brisbane had put the queue in the rack. I think it was still important for them to get a big win and we didn't allow that to happen. Mm. Having said that, you there's like I, I really didn't learn anything from from this yeah. game in a positive light really. Apart from a, a couple of individuals which you might get to, but yeah, like mm. that I mean, I was I thought we were going to win with 3 minutes to go. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> but but apart from that, it's like I, I think yeah, these these games have momentum swings. Brisbane dominated, then we dominated for like five minutes and then mm. we squandered it. Brisbane dominated again and then we, we really yeah. dominated the last quarter ultimately. So I was, I, I'm glad that it came because it never came against Adelaide. Mm. Yeah. But I'm not going to say that it really meant a whole lot. Yeah. No, I think I agree. Like it's, it's positive that it was there at some stage because as much as you're, you get frustrated. You're like, where is this for the last three quarters when you kicked no goals in the first quarter and you're just nowhere to be seen and the game was done, basically. But at least if you want any sort of positive, at least it arrived and we made some sort of a fight with it. Now, I guess I guess like a lot of people kind of annoyed me because of that whole, where was this? Like it almost annoyed me a little bit more, but oh, yeah, I think what annoyed me more out of it as on the whole was like you mentioned for that second quarter, we finally get a bit of a run and then like immediately within seconds, it felt like all the hard work we had just done to try to get back into this game was just, it just disappeared. And then you look at this, we brought it back three minutes to go. We need three goals. The old Lee Matthews rule. We're a chance. What Mm. happens? We concede three goals in three minutes. Yeah, I can understand conceding one and then game <laughs> being done, but to concede three, that again just shows them the, the mentality of this team that we were fighting, we were doing whatever we were when I guess the game was somewhat done. And I think we did scare Brisbane at some stage. Like you can kick a couple of them, but when you start to kick like something like seven in a row, at some yeah. stage between like the third and the seventh, there becomes a stage where the team starts shitting themselves, especially after last week. Then for us mm. to then concede three, that's the big issue because we should yeah. have still gone, there's a chance. And for them to drop off again and act like the game was basically done, that's a bit of a worrying sign again for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. I agree. Were there uh, any positives that mm. you saw at all or anything you can take from this game? Because obviously it's been pretty negative and I think rightfully so, but is there any positive that you're at least trying to take from this? If you can find anything. Let me muster it up. <laughs> I thought Gov took another step forward. Mm. I was happy enough with his game. He, uh, he, I was very worried at one stage, and I hope you know the exact one that I was thinking of, but it was very, mm. um, very similar to how he injured that big hamstring in that Essendon game last oh, year where no. he did a big chase down lunging tackle and I thought, oh no. Here oh, goes the, the Bailey one. And he did all right. He got back yeah, up. Yeah, no, I did. Okay, the hamstring lives another day. Thank God. And yeah, so I think Gov was one of the, the shining lights. Wasn't perfect throughout, but no, 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 definitely one of the better players at least two weeks in a row. Um, I'll say just to, he wasn't amazing, but just Caleb Marchbank didn't seem. Well, I'm touching wood because the injury report. Yeah, is you never bloody yet. know, do you? 
But at, at this stage, time of recording, he seemed to got through unscathed and actually wasn't injured. So that was definitely a plus for me, seeing that man be able to play footy again, hopefully just stay fit and not get any of these unlucky injuries because I think he deserves it. That just about covers it for me on the positives, <laughs> that, I'll be honest. Yeah, look, that's honestly pretty much it for me. Was there anything else you kind of really want to touch on from this game, whether it be um, <laughs> a real negative that you want to touch on or something that you want to see us improve on? Hmm. No, we'll, we'll probably get into it into our team changes, I would have thought. That's when sometimes we, we talk about some of the dubious performances. Too easy. I think we may as well. So... Let's get into votes. We, for a second oh, week in God. a row, just thought it wasn't worth everyone's time asking you for votes. And I hate to do that because I feel like it's a bit of like a bit of a cop-out that we're just not doing it. And it's an interesting one. And I feel like I've segued this poorly because it's making me sound like an absolute dick to some people, but I'm not. It just, my train of thought went that way when I started talking. But like, I know that there's a couple of podcasts this week that for multiple different reasons aren't doing an episode this week. Um, I'm not having to go with them at all because I understand how much time and effort yeah. it takes to actually do it. And it is it is rough. And I kind of almost thought the same thing because I need to mention this. First quarter of this game, I turned the television off. And I, do, I have stayed <laughs> and watched games wow. when we almost lost by 200 points, stayed to the end, saw the team get into the change rooms. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I had to turn it off. I had to walk away because I was so frustrated with what I was seeing. I started cleaning the house. I turned the TV back on, did the dishes, put a load of washing on. Mate, my girlfriend almost wants Carlton to be garbage every single week because the clean the house will be the cleanest <laughs> it's ever been because I don't know what That's was going good. on. It was almost I had to do anything else than just 100% put my focus into this game because I was getting so frustrated. So I understand it. I understand it. And I was kind of thinking myself, like, what is the point of us, you know, talking about this game? What can we cover in this that we maybe didn't cover last week? And is it, is it even worth it? And I think for me, it just comes down to, like, this is my therapy and I need this. If I don't get this chat, if I don't bring this out to someone, if I'm not having these conversation with you guys out there, like, I don't know what to do. And so I think for me, knowing that this podcast was almost spawned because because of the hard times and wanting mm, to talk true. about it and, and bring this conversation to others. That's that's why we're here this week, <laughs> having to deal with all this garbage because I tell you, it's not a fun one to come here. I think I even messaged you. Like I have zero desire to watch another Carlton game because it hurts and it hurts because we expect better. And because we've seen better this year, and we're finally playing for something. And yeah, I'll take that mm. 100% over what we were dealing with last year. But weirdly, it almost hurts more. Well said, mate. As I said before we logged on, I always, after a loss, I always feel a lot better after we get done with the pod because it is that therapy. And I hope that we provide yeah. that therapy for some out there too. 100%. So look, it was a hard one. Um, if nah. anyone does want to give me their votes, feel free to tweet us. If you're on, if you're watching this on YouTube, firstly, subscribe, like it. What are you those doing? Good things. Um, we know you're out there. We know you're watching. If you've gotten 47 minutes into this thing, you need to subscribe. <laughs> but give me your votes if you want to in the comments. Lockie, 
who have you given your votes to? Because nah, no. I might need to steal your votes. Oh, I was going to steal yours. <laughs> I don't want to. No, I'm, I'm, I'm the host of this thing. I need I need to be able to steal yours. It feels really wrong, honestly, to give a three because it does. anyone that I anyone that I think of, I'm like, there was just so mm. many things. Yep. So you're not going to like this one. Or maybe you will. But I think I will. We might have the same that... votes. It's been a while since we've had the same votes where it seemed like every week that was the case. So I think we need to bring this back, throw back I don't, I don't think I don't think we will because of your reaction to the player I brought up earlier. But and, and this, I, ugh, I'm so annoyed. Like I, I, I feel bad giving three votes here because on like three different occasions, I, I wrote notes about him being like, yeah, we've got to be better than this. But I've gone Walsh three. And I'm going McGovern two and Weders one. We are so close to being the same. Oh, <laughs> absolutely so close. Um, Go on. Yeah, I I've also given my three to Walsh. Uh, didn't think he was perfect, but it, it was just it's just his endeavor and seeing oh, him keep going. There. And when you're lacking that from so many others, and you see him pop up so much. He gets a three. It's not a great three by any stretch. Um, Also gave my two to Gov. Just did did his role. I thought he was fine. I probably would have given my one to Weedering. First name I wrote down for the one. Wrote a question mark. Ended up changing it. And I think it's because I really remember that turnover kick. I think he was kicking it to Jack Nunes. Shanked it. And I was like, can I give it to him for that? Seems a bit harsh. But I've given my one to Charlie Kerno because he seemed like the the shining light in that forward line. Kicked the two goals. Thought he did really well. You could even maybe give a vote to Motlop. He's another one that just keeps going. He, he ends up kicking two goals himself from limited disposals. But it's a tough one for votes. And we are, I, I think I said last week we were going to add up the votes. But unfortunately... I had forgotten not. that. Unfortunately, Lockie he ditched us for a few rounds. Who? He went over. To, he went over to Europe and enjoyed himself a little too much. And I don't have his votes just yet, so I can't. If you if you're annoyed about not getting the tally, get into this DM man's me. DMs. Send him some some death threats, some abuse. Um, no, please don't. <laughs> we've already been we've already been copped a bit of a drive by on on the fan cams. Um, so maybe maybe not. But uh, yeah, those those are the votes. I think. The, the quicker we can move on from that and start talking about something else, the better. So, <laughs> Melbourne game. Two rounds to go. Mm. Must get a win. Some results went our way. Do you think we can get a win against Melbourne? Well, I love that they had a really bad loss so that they're on the rebound. <laughs> always good. Always. always what you like to see. Of course I do. And of course we will win. Why not? No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I, I, again, it's, it's my optimism, but I just feel like we'll be able to turn things around, even without our fearless leader. I, I have the faith that we will. But, like I mentioned earlier, there's so many little things mm. that we aren't doing right that it's going to take a lot. But if I'm, go- if I go into it thinking mm. that we're not going to win, then why am I watching? Yeah. Yeah, look, it's it's tough. I think without without our three key midfielders of winning that football, mm-hmm. I don't think we can win it. But there's still a chance that 
we can. There's always wow. going to be that that slimmer. I like, and I, I kind of take it back to. There's always this one game I remember so obviously fondly now, but it's that game against Frio with the Mark Murphy banana to win the game where sidestep. Remember going over there and it was oh no Harry, oh no Crips, and at that stage, that was our team. And then in that first quarter, Charlie goes down and you're going, well, we're done. There is no one left in this team at all. And I know Freo weren't necessarily like the reigning premiers or anything like that. <laughs> but we lost a lot of players in that game and we managed to, to find a way to do it. And so there's always, there's always a glimmer of hope in these games. But I worry that even though we might be able to respond and get a lot of things right, I feel like the cavalry that we've got out at the moment might just be too much for us particularly against mm-hmm. Melbourne. Their midfield's so good, but who knows? And I guess we can get into our, our sort of changes because, unfortunately, at this stage, Paddy Cripps, he's gone for two weeks. He has been reported for two weeks. Most likely, yeah. we'll challenge it and try to get it downgraded to anything we can. What was your sort of thoughts on this? Oh. Because there's been a bit of conjecture about should it be two weeks, should it not? I'd love to get your take <clears throat> on it, Lockie. Well, if you, you're not going to be pleased because I'm not going to have a, a really strong one. I, I think we spoke about this when when Will Hayes got reported. It's mm. just so hard for me to read what's going to happen when it gets to the tribunal and we and we do yeah. challenge. Yeah, no, nah. uh, it's Carlton Hat. I, Carlton Hat. I thought it looks okay, and I think there, there's there's enough there that we can um work our way around it if yeah. you like. Who knows? Mm. I, if I'm a betting man, I think it'll stay. It's a tough one. I initially was like, oh, he's in trouble because it, it looked like a bump. The more you watch it, he is still contesting that football. It's hard. It it, it kind of goes back to the Plowman one against Hawthorne a couple of years ago where might have been last year. Who knows? Time goes mm. by so fast. But Time's not real. I thought Plowman was contesting the ball there at least in a marking contest, even more than Cripper was, and he got weeks. So I think as far as the AFL is concerned, as soon as there's a concussion, as soon as you leave the ground, yeah. even if you're contesting, there's apparently this duty of care enough. So I think he's in trouble, which is going to be hard because who replaces him? It looks like Kennedy with his <sighs> jaw fracture, I think it is, on top of the concussion. Even if he's over the concussion, it's a lot to come back with. Do you think he'd be able to come back? And if not, who comes in for Rick? Yeah, no, there's no way of knowing. No way of knowing if you'll if you'll pull up. Stock is one that's being thrown around. As long as his mm. head's feeling okay. Mm. But you soon realize that those guys aren't there. Dow's probably safe though. I'd assume so. And like I'm I'm happy enough for it because I do want to see a stretch of games because sometimes it's hard to just come in for one game and adjust after playing so much VFL. So I think if we're going to make our minds up on him, give him a stretch of games. Uh, Ideally, we'd have most likely a full-strength team out there fighting for finals and unfortunately Mm. probably misses out in that one. But yeah, I would assume he, he gets it. It's tough. Like, you look at the players you can possibly bring in for Crips. It's a stocker who has not played any, like, midfield time in two years in the VFL or AFL. 
You've got no. Fogarty, who has been being that kind of inside mid extractor type in the VFL. And for yeah. VFL level, he's actually been playing all right. Um, you've got a Will Hayes that you could potentially bring in. Obviously, he hasn't played any football. He's been training with, after that suspension, but the VFL team had a bye this week, which doesn't help. They did. The chances of guys to bring in, you could maybe move Setterfield back into the inside if you really want to, where he started his career. You've got a, a Jack Carroll, who's not really probably ready mm. for the inside. I think, feel like that's all the kind of options you can really have as far as guys that currently aren't in the team, which isn't super exciting, unfortunately. Sauce? Mm. Pinch hit him. He uh, maybe gets an opportunity for more, but I don't know. Does it, do you think Pitt's good enough to come back in? Well enough to come back in, I should say? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the sauce one. I don't know. I've just seen a few people throw that out there. But like you say, it's not. there's not a whole lot jumping out off the page mm. there. Which is a real shame. It's a, worry. I mean, well, it's a worry. It's a it's a shame and it's a worry, but it's pretty yeah. You hope that three of your best four midfielders don't get injured too often. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I, I agree you... with you about Dow though. I like I wasn't super pleased with the performance, but it's also unfair to to give a guy one game and, and cast judgments like that. But he's playing for his Carlton career right now. Yeah. hundred uh, percent. Even though he's contracted this is the most value you'd be able to get out of him. So kind of works yep. both ways in a way. What other changes would you like to make? Let's take the, oh. the Crips replacement out of this. Are you Gosh. making wholesale changes? I know you love to make them after a loss. So <laughs> what do. are you doing? Well, put, your, put your coach's hat on and, and what would you like to see if you're in charge? That's the time to make them. Absolutely. But, even then, and uh, we've we've spoken about this a few times. It's all about who is coming in for them, and you know, it, it, yeah, I, I'm not doing it just for the sake of it because we've just spoken about this continuity and how important that is. Yeah, we don't we don't need even less of it. So if if there's guys that are, are standing out to come in, then yeah, I, I I'm fully on board with it. But what it's like, honey. Like who are the guy? Like who are the guys that aren't getting a game that aren't mids that you mm. would consider? I mean, like the, I, I'd love to. Well, I don't know if Jack Martin's going to pull up, but even if he did, <laughs> I'd love him to not play because I was really, really disappointed with him. But I don't know. I don't know if we can afford that. Yeah. Look, oh, I feel like I've said this every time he plays. Like I'm just over the Jack Martin experiment. I'm over him coming into this team every time off the back of average VFL games where he does nothing, bring him into the AFL, does nothing, can't get through a full AFL game because of calf tightness. Again, seriously, either give this guy a calf transplant or like, what do you do with him? You can't trade him because there's no value there. He's on your list, doesn't offer anything when he plays, offers less when he's injured. Like maybe that's just too reactionary, but I'm so sick of the same thing happening. No, I don't think it is with Jack Martin, like either do something and stay fit or genuinely let's just pay out his contract now because he's not offering anything. And I'm just so frustrated seeing it every single week. Like he, for me, regardless of injury is out of this team. 
you're not getting a game for the rest of the season unless you kick six goals in the VFL. Like, actually do something. You haven't done anything in two years since that bloody Richmond game, your debut for us. And straight in, Corey Durden. Bemusing that he was the sub after being managed. Yeah, I know. Like, what is that decision? I don't understand that thing at all. Like, if you're saying he's not good enough to play a full game of AFL, but there's a chance he may play a full game of AFL if, you know, Cripps did his shoulder in the first minute of the game. Of course. And you've got to bring in Durden, like, or Jack Martin does his calf in the first minute of the game and Durden has to come in. Or even someone does an injury in the warm-up, Durden plays the full game. Mm-hmm. So if he was good enough yeah. and fine enough to play, surely he starts. Like out of everyone he gets dropped, I found that kind of interesting and then comes on kicks. Potentially goal of the year. That was unreal. Provides a bit of a spark. So for me, he comes straight back in. Um, if I know he wasn't perfect last week, but if Pitonet is good enough to go, yeah, he has to come mm-hmm. straight in for me. And I'm probably dropping De Koning, to be honest. I probably haven't seen enough from him over the last month or so. I think he's been down again. And nothing nothing against him. He's a young kid that's been thrust into the ruck. He's going to be better mm-hmm. for it. But seeing what he was doing down forward, I don't love it. I'd rather him figure that out in the offseason. Mm. I think Jack offers more in that that roll down forward and, and what he can do. So I'd probably drop to Koning to bring Pitt in um, drop Martin or injured Martin to, to bring Durden in. I think we've gone through tall down back. It's an interesting discussion. I know yeah, some yeah. have said that like March bank and gov can play a bit smaller, but particularly with, you know, Newman, he, he gets injured. We don't have a Boyd. <laughs> we don't have a Williams. We're mm. depleted in that running small down there. I would probably make way and bring Stocker into that role instead. I just think we lack that mm-hmm. bit of that. You even saw last this, in this game, we had to play Saad as defend, defender first, and that probably hurt us a little bit being able to create from those sort of defensive parts of the ground. And so I think we do need that in. I'm going to be bold and say that I'm dropping Lewis Young. I think he's wow. off. And as far as I'm concerned, Gov has done – well and truly enough to stay in that team. Oh, yeah. I agree. He's got the Weedering's our best defender. And Marchbank probably hasn't put a foot wrong in that game, whereas I think Young has. So mm-hmm. give him a bit of a spell and get that confidence back up. And then, yeah, I mean, ideally it's Kennedy for Cripps. If not, gee, it's it's not a great alternative either one. I don't, I don't love think it'll be, I don't think it'll be Kennedy. There. I don't love it. I feel like that's probably what they'd go. Um, yeah. There's there's not much to do. Maybe Hayes, but gee, he wasn't good in the, the game we saw of him. But like at least I'd, he's versatile enough yeah. that you can switch things around and does Fisher get a bit more time in there? Does someone else? I don't know. It's it's tough. Yeah. It'd probably be Hayes for me over Fogarty if it was just mm. binary between those two. But I'm not. I'm not going to fight you on on any of those changes. I understand the young thing. McGovern, yeah. obviously not droppable. Marchbank wasn't as good as Gov, but there's no way that we're doing yeah. that either. So yeah, I, mm. I I see your logic in all that. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, let us know your changes because there's obviously yeah. a need for them. 
but it's tough because we just got no one really to come in. Like, you know, just Plowman come back into this team. Oh, I forgot about him. You know, he, he could be that, that, that linchpin that allows Sadi to, to get out there. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? Stranger things have happened. At least we, we can't blame this loss on him for once, which is, which is nice. <laughs> That's refreshing. Oh, there's um, positives in everything, mate. Well, speaking of positives, let's, let's touch on the main negative. We've kind of touched on it a little bit. Don't want this <laughs> to be a massive, massive discussion because we've already gone quite long on this one. We kind of maybe save this a little bit for like next, maybe next week if we lose again. Um, yep. What does it mean for you right now, I guess, if we don't play finals, if we don't get a win in these last two? Yeah. No, it hasn't changed since we probably spoke about it in depth two weeks ago as we were pre- mm. previewing Adelaide. I think... <clears throat> does it does it hurt it's... the group, do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. <clears throat> Apologies. Um, yeah, I think it, it's like we spoke about all the time. Mm. Just getting there, I think, is going to be a massive step forward. With all these hoodoos that we've crossed this year, that's one that, that lingers. Yeah, I think so. So I think getting that monkey off the bat would be massive. So, I, uh, yeah. And, and I know there's there's precedence for this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think that we can go all the way next year if we don't make finals. Mm. But yeah. I genuinely believe that if we finish seventh with a, with a win in these last two, have a, have a close finals elimination mm. game where we get to feel that pressure i think we i think we can go all the way next year so mm. and well, I, I think I, I truly believe that for the group mm. you're going to be so much better off for doing it and so i don't i don't subscribe to the uh if you just get in it and get smashed that that's no good like it's, mm. it's something and it's the monkey off the back like the media then can't go carlton haven't played finals in this many years and you can exactly. say that doesn't have an effect but it has to have something at least on the group if I you're think thinking does. about it and going Mate, Cripper, another year he hasn't played finals. He, he <laughs> doesn't have that experience. We, we speak about, I think last week, needing these players to potentially come into this group that other teams have that know what to do in these scenarios. Yeah. They're never in these scenarios. Where, how are they going to figure it out? And I think if you, if you get yourself into finals, even if, it's, even if we don't win a game and have Doggies and St. Kilda lose all of theirs and we somehow Stephen Bradbury our way in, <laughs> that's... That's better than nothing, and I agree. Just just for that experience and getting that monkey off the back. And look, I'm hopeful that if we don't, it's not going to be the biggest mental scar, and that these guys are going to be able to rebound from it the way we saw them rebound earlier in the year. And that look, this is this is the positive take. People will hate this, and I'm not saying that this is 100 my opinion. But if you want the positive take and outlook on this, mm-hmm. this is it. And that is, hopefully, Voss and Co will be better for next year because, look, I can understand this group has been there for long enough. They should be better. But how long does it take to build this game plan to get it right? I said at the start of the season, how hard is it for a new coach to come in and get this to happen? And I know we put ourselves in that situation to do it, being nine and three. And that's Mm -hmm. the hard part around this because it just sounds like a cop-out. And I'm not meaning it to be that, but if you want the positive, you'd say we'd have far too many injuries and we don't have the depth at the moment to deal with that. Middle period, as I said, 
trying to deal with that is just taking its toll. And look, you want to be better next year. We can we can grow from this. You give them another season. Like Vossi hasn't even had a season, hasn't even had a draft free agency trade period to get the guys yeah. in to play his style of football yet. And I'm hoping that if everything goes wrong and we're not able to do it this year, we can fix it for these reasons and these guys can figure it out. But there is always mm-hmm. that worry that if you look at it on the other side that I know a lot of people are thinking right now is, is that mentality part of it just going to be too much where we've now bottled it and can they come back from that? But I'm hopeful that yeah, we can because wh- why not? Oh, mate, I'm extremely hopeful. All the things that we've gone through in this episode, I think we can turn around. Um, so the, the future is extremely bright, in my opinion. But whether we get there this season, I think it, I think it, does, it does shape how, how next season looks, whether we, we do get that game in September or not. Mm. So I guess I'll, I'll end on this last question. And I, I want you guys listening to this as well to answer this one because I think it's a good one. Like, clearly what we've yeah. kind of been doing probably from the buy onwards hasn't worked well, has not been working. We haven't seen us really adjust anything and maybe it's too late to make big changes. <coughs> Excuse mm-hmm. me. Like, I know it, it is quite hard to make big things, but is there anything over these next two games that you'd like to see tried changed or just anything out of these next two that you oh. need to see take take the win away from it we obviously need that we want that we're going to get that but is there anything you'd like to see from the last two games hmm. it's a really really good question I, I'd, I'd love to hear from the listeners throughout the week hmm I mean the one the one thing that is obvious is we're going to see a different midfield mix we're gonna. We're probably gonna yeah. see what it looks like without those, <laughs> any of those three bulls that we love in there, most mm, likely. 100%. So we're gonna see that different mix. We're gonna see different guys going through there. But I guess for me, it just comes down to that visible mindset shift. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's the the do- more of the dog that I'm asking for, and not just, you know. A little, a bit of push and shove that doesn't really mean yeah. anything, but really that aggression for going for the ball and looking after your teammates, et cetera, et cetera. I think that'll show me that things haven't truly changed. Yeah. Um, but if we're if we're these fumbly mm. selves again, that just don't seem to have that spirit, then it's uh, it's going to be a disappointing mm. end of the season. Yeah, I agree. I, that's sort of it for me. It's not like it's not like oh. I want to see Stocker in the midfield. I want to see this. That's not it for me. It's mm. I want to see the hunger and desire that was there round one. I want to see yeah. early in the season when we were just trying hard, when we were struggling with injuries and every single player was standing up and, and doing what they have to do for this squad, for each other. That's what I want to see next week because we've shown we can do it. In adversity, we thought that we had, we'd overcome all those mental scars, that we'd figured it out dropped off they need to somehow find a way to, to turn that around they've got two weeks it's possible but that's what i want to say um is there anything else you want to touch on before we pretty much head off <sighs> you heading to the game i am we've actually got a uh 
WA contingent coming down. So uh, that'll be nice. Oh, We've got some on. WA Carlton supporters. So that'll be nice. We're going to that one. Going to the 81-82 uh, grand final reunion as well this week. Oh. So uh, let's, uh, let's hope those boys can hopefully inspire the, the next gen to, to get up and about this week. Bloody oath. You waited too late to mention that. That'll be great. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll catch you there then. We'll be bringing the energy, that's for sure. Hundred percent. And look to to speak of saving it for too late. I thought I'd try to end on some positivity. I know you'll hate this for it being so oh, late. Don't you but dare! I will, mate. I will, because I'm true to my word. I have to say it for the people. So I wanted some positivity, and we'll end with some lovely reviews from you people. Geez, put the mic down. He's had enough here. Uh, <laughs> no. So basically, thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking by us if you've listened this long into this podcast. And so we ask you guys to review us on wherever you're listening. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe, please. But on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review and we will read them out as long as they are five stars. So let's go through them. Here, Here is go. one from Gigantor Tim who says, the positive Carlton podcast, which by God, we need this week. Um, what do we got here? Uh, great show with positive optimism spin that gives Carlton's form in recent years is sorely needed. Um, we've got another one here from Etho Raptor. Another five stars. It says 10 out of 10. I look forward every oh. week to hear the boys on the podcast. Love your work, boys. Keep it up. Um, and then we have one from Flicker18, who says, Go Blues, five Ooh. stars. Thanks for making our weekly game a little longer with the analysis. And I'll tell you oh. what. They are longer, and apologies this week because uh, maybe you don't want that game to be going for too long, but, look, we appreciate the love. It makes doing this that little bit nicer to know that you guys are loving the content. And, yeah, we're going to be here. Rain, hail, or shine, unfortunately. Win, loss, or draw, we'll be here backing it up. But next week, we'll be here after a win. We're going to get in the finals. We're going to rebound this one and beat the Ds. See you guys next time.